welcome to episode 15 of Breakfast with an Alcoholic. I'm Randall, your alcoholic host, and I'm here to share another great breakfast with you. Well, the talking part at least. Joanna is our guest alcoholic this week, and we'll talk about what brought her into AA and how she stays sober. She also may have hit the musical gold mine, so there's lots to look forward to. And then there's this. Wait until you hear the new alcoholic lightning round. You're going to love it. And on the topic of love, there are lots of ways to express it, but an easy way might be to click on the subscribe or share button below. Thank you very much. So this is a great breakfast. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and join us. Welcome to Breakfast with an Alcoholic. Thank you. Really great to have you here. So tell us something about yourself. My name is Joanna and I am a recovering alcoholic. I'm from New York. I am a lawyer, but don't practice anymore. And I love horses. So how much, how much time do you have? On July 6th, I will have two years back. When did you start drinking? Wow. Um, it's always been a part of my life. I don't remember when I didn't drink. Um, I got heavily involved in drugs and drinking was kind of like an accoutrement. How old were you when you started? I would say I started smoking pot at about 12, uh, taking Valium. <laughs> when do you think you realized that it was a problem? I, I think I always knew it was a problem since I began drinking and drugging, but I thought everybody behaved that way because I, I was surrounded by people who that was just the norm. And I didn't know there was anything wrong with that until I did. So when did you first start trying to get sober? I started trying to get sober about 12 years ago. I came into the room for the first time 10 years ago. Uh, I had a real hard struggle. I'm, uh, I've been told I'm, I'm stubborn. <laughs> So I just had to keep hitting my head up against a brick wall before I finally understood that there was no winning. There was no winning this game. Alcohol is the winner and I lost. I had to give it up. So when you so when you came in that first time, what was it that brought you in? It was my son's first day of kindergarten. And when I walked in, I saw a girl who I had partied with on the outside. She looked different and seemed different. I came to learn that she had been in AA and had gotten sober. And I just thought that was so unbelievably incredible, but I didn't think I could do it. And I would just go to meetings and listen. You know, she's a really good friend of mine. She knew my deal. She knew that I wanted to get sober, but just couldn't. And was really just lovely letting me hang on by her coattails and see how she did it. But I still didn't want to do it myself. And why do you think that was? Uh, because I thought that Drinking and drugging made me cool, and I thought that that was just an integral part of my life. All the things that I do revolve around alcohol, or the things I did. So you kept coming back? I am not a quitter, except for drugs and alcohol. <laughs> 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 no, I, I really have bounce back ability, and so I never give up. I may try and try and try and try and try, but eventually I'll get it. Just like I did with the bar exam, you know, I took it several times before I passed that. I think it shows that you are willing to get sober when you come back. I very, very much agree with that. I keep a collection of, of all the chips I collected along the way. 
and I have 13 of the one-day chips. And that takes a lot, right? Do you remember one of those instances? I remember a lot of them. Um, they were devastating at the time, but in retrospect, I think that that was what needed to happen to me. When I came back one time, I remember being really scared and embarrassed and ashamed. Did not even really think that I wanted to go into the meeting. Bumped into a fellow who told me, if you can't come back to AA after you drink, then where can you go? And so every day you don't drink, it's a miracle. Who better to understand it than us? You know, people's love and, and, and patience and tolerance really helped me come back in every time. The last time I went out was not easy. <laughs> I sat up and paid attention and it, it, I seemed to not be able to ever drink a drug again, hopefully. I had a problem with being honest with myself. I made up every sort of excuse and justified every behavior. I mean, self-honesty is the thing for people like us. Yes, it is. I've said this a million times. I used to go to those meetings, the one I went to in D.C. for all those years, and every single meeting I sat there and thought, I am that poor unfortunate that's just not capable of a program that requires rigorous honesty, and self-honesty is the hardest of that. Although, do you think being a litigator made that a tougher, a tougher job? Yes, because I always find that narrow exception to the rule, you know? I can't drink, but if I'm in a, another country, it doesn't count. <laughs> or if I'm in a different zip code or area code, well, I can drink then too. I had all these little rules, rules for myself I thought were completely rational. But I think that I, was, I was just scared to give up what I thought was my lifeline. Yeah, it occurred to me that the career as a, as a litigator really made it tough because I you know, knew how to push all of my own buttons. So like, I can make very compelling arguments to myself. Like there's no way I think to be a long-term relapsing alcoholic without having an unusually strong capacity to lie to yourself and to persuade yourself of some pretty crazy shit. So when you finally came in, like what, what was it and, and what made it different? My father passed away during COVID in 2020 and he was my best friend and closest person in the world. And it really hit me so hard. I started lying to everyone and just started drinking after his death. Then I invited a friend from the program out uh, for a weekend to the country with me. She was, she's had a lot of sobriety and she's kind of like a hard ass. <laughs> and, and I went out to a July 4th party and that's all I remember until I woke up the next day. And I caused such a commotion and oh, so embarrassing. It was terrible. I had a terrible night. When I woke up the next morning, everyone was looking at me with that morning after look, like, like what's wrong with you? I had, they had an intervention. My kids, my husband, and my friend who is here, she, she, we had an intervention and I was at a crossroads. And I was looking at my kids and husband and then I was looking at, you know, the other side, the, uh, the devil side, drugs, alcohol. And I just knew that I had no more chances left. I had to make a choice at that point. What's the hardest lesson you've learned in sobriety? AA, the meetings themselves are amazing, but you really have to understand, or I had to understand. Do you think there's something you could have told yourself? I would have told myself, you're going to have to do this no matter if you want to or if you don't. You're going to have to learn to want to because it's really the road to a happy life. You know, when I read how it works, I did all those things. I tried therapy, I tried acupuncture, yoga, 
retreats, um, just you name it, I tried it. Is there music uh, that has special meaning for you in recovery? I love Warren Zevon. <laughs> I love all his songs, Rehab Mountain, Send Lawyers Guns and Money. <laughs> Being a lawyer, and, right? Yeah, I just really, I think his words are incredible. Um, and if you really listen to the songs, it's a story, you know? It's, it's a great story. And I also like um, Bob Dylan because that music, it just really speaks to me when I'm going through a hard time. Uh, I had a snowball fight with Warren Zevon and his band in 1982 in Madison, Wisconsin. Wow, that's it, really cool, Randall. I feel like you're ready for the alcoholic lightning round. It's time now for the alcoholic lightning round. I do typically caution people that I was once a practicing trial lawyer, but being as how you are an experienced corporate litigator yourself, may just be a game on type situation. Time's going on the clock. Are you ready? A superpower if you had one. Horse whisperer, animal communicator. Do you know any magic tricks? I know a card trick or two. Song that you listen to a lot, but were previously embarrassed to tell people. Rehab Mountain. Warren Zevon. Three words people would use to describe you. Loyal, funny, and generous. One day, when they make the movie Breakfast with an Alcoholic, who would you like to play you? Kelly Rutherford. I really admired her. Her way that she dealt with situations in Gossip Girl, which I watched with my kids. <laughs> Are you more afraid of the Terminator movies coming true or the Planet of the Apes movies coming true? I have not watched either one. I'm going to tell you to watch the Planet of the Apes movie. I love apes. I love monkeys. Not after you watch this. <laughs> really? <laughs> that was fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, it was great having you on Breakfast with an Alcoholic. Thank you, Randall. Great being here. Well, that's another episode of Breakfast with an Alcoholic. I hope you enjoyed it. In fact, I hope you enjoyed it so much that you subscribe. And to make that easy, I put a button down there. You can just push it. Go ahead, I'll wait. <laughs> cool. When you subscribe, you get the daily gratitude list, all of the future episodes of Breakfast with an Alcoholic, the liner notes, the official discography, and so much more. The really great news? You can subscribe today for free. I mean, you're probably also going to be able to subscribe tomorrow for free, but wouldn't today be better? Also, I know it's Alcoholics Anonymous, but it's totally cool if you want to tell your friends about us. It's thanks, F-L-M-S, thanks for letting me share, on Instagram and Twitter. And I put another button down there to make it super easy to share. So, subscribe, like, share, follow, and I will be very grateful. On a serious note, if you need help or want to learn more, nyintergroup.org has a complete listing of AA resources in New York. And there's an intergroup site for every state and a lot of countries. If you want to ask us, we can try to point you in the right direction too. So that's it. You can look forward to the liner notes for this episode soon. And I'm already excited about the next breakfast. And not just because there are going to be pancakes involved. Until then, be well, stay groovy, go to a meeting, and call your sponsor. Thanks for letting me share.